I don't have an opening for this one, so I'll just tell a joke. There's a man. He's sitting at home, watching TV, and the doorbell rings. He goes to the door, opens it up. He looks down, and there's a snail looking up at him. The man picks up that snail, and he throws it across the street into the woods. Three months later, the man's at home, watching TV again, and the doorbell rings. He opens it up, and it's the same snail. The snail looks up at him and says, What was that all about? And so, stuff about race, coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I'm about to give a bunch of stats about transgender hate crimes and whatnot by race, and I cannot find the webpage I got that information from, so I guess take that stuff with a grain of salt. I feel like running my mouth on the subject of race, because obviously that's encouraged in America, so let's do that. So first off, I looked up uh, LGBTQ hate crimes by race. Um, I'm, this, is, this is from the 2016 FBI Unifi- Uniform Crime Report, which is it's the, it's the gold standard. It's the gold standard of crime statistics. But I don't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't find like a brand new one. So this is 2016. It's going to be the same today or probably worse. But looking at anti-gay hate crimes, and this is per capita. So, you know, if you get a million whites, a million Hispanics and a million blacks, uh, you know, how much more hate crimes are whichever group going to commit? And the answer is for anti-gay, you know, for every hate crime that whites commit, you got five anti-gay hate crimes committed by Hispanics and ten anti-gay hate crimes committed by blacks. And then for anti-trans stuff, for every hate crime committed by a white person, you're going to have 14 hate, anti-trans hate crimes committed by Hispanics and 49 anti-trans hate crimes committed by blacks. So basically, black people do not like trans people. I mean, the media will tell you that, uh, whatever, the media will tell you that white people and white men are doing all, you know, they're the most hateful. But uh, at least when it comes to hating trans people, black people hate them 49 times as much. So I guess 4,900% more. And some group, you know, some racial group doing something more than some other racial group as far as violent crimes go, um... 49 times. I mean, that is pretty close to the record. The biggest disparity that I'm aware of is that uh, blacks attack Asians 250 times more than Asians attack blacks. But anyways, 49. Still pretty good. I'm listening to the latest The Glenn Show podcast with uh, John and Glenn. They call themselves the Black Guys. They said some interesting stuff like Glenn right now, is he's doing his podcast from France. Because he's basically the world's greatest black economist. Like, he taught at Harvard for a long time. And he's getting old, and... I don't know, he's fat. I'm worried about him dying. He's like, he he might be my favorite podcast, and I'm worried about him having a heart attack because he's so fat and old. And I think maybe around the world, people are having the same feeling. So he's going to different countries so that they can give him awards and have him give speeches as, you know, one of the greatest economists ever. And so he goes to each country, he kind of, you know, he's like uh, sticking his finger in the wind and checking out what's going on with the race in those countries. So the first place he went was London. 
And apparently in Britain, they just, uh, they just came out with a report on systemic racism. As I call it, systemic institutions of structures. But so the government came out with a report and they're like, they heard about systemic racism from America. You know, I think they heard about 500 riots over George, you know, after George Floyd was murdered, etc. And so they decided to do a, you know, basically is systemic racism rampant in, in the UK. And the report came back and said, the UK is nothing like America. And the answer is no, you know, like, you know, maybe at least anyways, anti-black systemic racism. No. You know, they got a lot, you know, I think their main type of immigrant is um, South Asians, like Pakistani and Indian. So maybe you can make a case for systemic racism against Pakistanis, for instance. But the black people in the UK are from, like, Africa and the Caribbean, and they're immigrants. And I think they do pretty well. And so anyways, so they did a study. They came back with a result that uh, anti-black systemic racism is horseshit. And then people are like, people are not happy with that. People are really hoping that that report would come back and be like, oh, hell yeah, there's tons of anti-black systemic racism in the United Kingdom, just like America. I mean, basically, they were hoping to be pigs in shit, right? The, the shit would be systemic racism exists, and they were hoping to be pigs and to roll around in it. But anyways, the report came back and said it doesn't exist, and they couldn't roll around in it. So I think woke people in the UK, they're, uh, whatever, they're like, we're going to do another study. So, you know, they're, they're hoping for another study that will overturn that and find some systemic racism that they can roll around in. But anyways, currently they got nothing to roll around in. And then Glenn, he went to France and he drove through like a French black ghetto and he's just like, and they have riots there. France is kind of known for rioting. I mean, white people. White people riot in France. But anyways, he went to the black ghetto. That's known for doing some pretty good rioting. And uh, he's like, you know what? This is a much nicer, cleaner, safer ghetto than the ones we have in America. And then John was talking about how America in 2022 is not the same thing as America in 1960. And he mentions, you know, these are both um, Ivy League professors and so he mentions that two-thirds of black people in the ivy league colleges are basically uh immigrants or children of immigrants uh whereas a one-third is people who actually descended from american slaves and john was saying like currently like you know if you know people who are descended from slavery like they're they're driving the bus the the people of color bus but there's already more Hispanics in America than there are descendants of slaves. And every year there's more and more black people in America that are not descendants of slaves. You know, again, coming from the Caribbean, coming from Africa. Immigrants. And he is wondering, you know, you know, like just as the number of people in this bus get bigger and bigger and have less and less to do with, you know, something that happened 200 years ago, slavery, 100, 150 two years ago, whatever it is. Sorry, 157 years ago. Yeah, I just gotta stop and say, like, I do not know what my ancestors were doing 157 years ago. That is an insanely long time ago. I mean, my ancestors, like, were babies, and then they were teenagers, 
and then they were adults, and then they had kids, and then those kids were babies and teenagers, and then they had kids. I mean, my God, that went on a long... There's a whole bunch of people in there in the last 157 years. But in any case, I think... I'm going to predict that right now, this podcast, this second, this exact second that I'm saying the word second, not this second, but the second I said two seconds ago, I think that's I think that's the end of it. I think America is going to stop thinking of America as a black and white place and go, you know what, we're a much bigger country, we got a ton of Hispanics, we got all these you know, immigrants from Africa, etc. We're going to have to take into account all types of people and how they feel about America from now, from now on going forward. All right, let's throw in a clip here of John and Glenn because they're so smart and fun to listen to. You know, that violence part is also an issue. And you know what one of the most interesting moments for me was in any of the conversations we've had was actually that one that we had with Randall yeah. Kennedy some time ago. That There was a moment in that that really threw me for a loop, which is that the truth is, the truth simply is that, for example, in New York City, black men commit a vastly disproportionate number of homicides. And it is mostly of other black men, that's true, but the issue is not people tend to kill people of their own color. It doesn't just stop there. Yes, white people tend to kill white people, black people tend to kill black people, but black people kill, proportionately, many, 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 many more black people than white people or Asians or Latinos. It's a big gulf. I wonder why that we should be able to explain why there is that level of violence. And there was that time when I asked Randy, I said, why is it that when you read about a carjacking, you don't even have to wonder? You, you know, it's, it's in Milwaukee or something like that. You know that the names are going to be black names eventually. You know that nobody white, you know, usually nobody Latino and certainly nobody Asian did that. It's only black people who do that. Why? And the answer is not there's something wrong with black people, but I assumed that Randy, in all of his brilliance, because he he's in criminology, he knows these things, I assumed that he would know, and even he didn't. And I'm not putting him down, it's just that I was really struck that he didn't have an answer, because I thought that's where it was going. And I'd like to know what the answer is, because, of course, Charles Murray, who you have spoken with, thinks that there is something inherently violent about black people, and that's what these numbers suggest. And he's not crazy to come to that I don't think Charles thinks that. I mean, I don't know but where he, I mean, he, anyway, I should let you explain yourself. What, what, what do you think the reason for, okay, for, for this no, is? Okay, let's not talk about Charles you know, Murray. No, I, I think he just thinks it's very important to take note of the fact that there's greater violence. I don't think he thinks, he may think it, but he hasn't said that there's something inherently wrong with black people. Okay. He just gives the numbers, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I can think of some possible explanations. Uh, Social structures like absent fathers and discipline of teenage boys, or like gang affiliation and the kinds of dispute resolution that turns the violence between gang members where we'd have to look on the ground. Uh, uh, Papa Christos, Andrew Papa Christos is his name, a sociologist at Northwestern University, uh, has gotten famous for his detailed mapping of, you know, these kind of spatial uh, representations of who killed whom, you know, drawing links between the two of them. You see these clusters and you can just see them, you know, the uh, four trade disciples and the black peace stone ra- rangers in Chicago, you know, I'm, 
uh, our, you know, rival gangs. And then the fact is that uh, the gang leaders who might have been able to quell the disputes before they get out of hand get arrested and locked up. And then the gangs fragment into these smaller ganglets, you know, of a few square blocks or whatever, that get into disputes with each other. And there's nobody up here who can call a truce or enforce the, you know, informal rule of law that says, no, you don't go shoot that guy because the retaliation thing will spin out of control. And then the retaliation thing spins out of control. There's that. But I, I don't really know. I'm not going to pretend to uh, having a handle on this. I mean, I will call attention to social media, as you often do, that uh, permits us kind of a coordination of this thing. So these flash mob events that are happening, like in Chicago right now, North Avenue uh, Beach in Chicago has become a place where hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands of young people, mostly black people, will gather. And some of the shooting incidents that have broken out there are happening because the event has happened. And, and the event is mediated by the ability of people to say, hey, we're going to hang out at 10 o'clock tonight at the whatever. Mayor, the city is talking about imposing curfews and, you know, downtown businessmen are going ballistic because nobody wants to come and eat in the restaurant because you can't get to your car after your meal without worrying that somebody's going to mess with you. And just the presence of these kids on the street, you know, they're unruly, they're loud, they're, they're uh, irreverent, uh, and often... Um, there are violent, there are muggings that take place, there are internal disputes that spill over and whatnot. But I'm rambling. You've asked a hard question. Why is the racial difference in, in violence so great? Um, you know, you could say culture. You would not have explained very much if you used that word. It's almost the tautology. Yes, they have values that are consistent with the expression of uh, violent behavior, such as we are observing, but everyone behaves in a way that in some sense is a reflection of the values that they embrace. So you will have only relabeled the problem by, by calling attention to, to the, the cultural predicate. It's obvious that in that world, violence is seen as less abnormal than among, for example, Bangladeshi immigrant teenagers. That's Twitter handle at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.